Welcome to You're Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Uh. Meh. Textual healing. So Tinder is launching a new feature called Traveler Alert, where they're aiming to protect the app's LGBT users when visiting countries where homosexuality is is criminalized. Mm -hmm. And they work with um, the International Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Trans, and Intersex Association to basically uh, design this feature where the GPS function will determine whether or not a traveler or a user is in one of the nearly 70 countries where it's illegal to be openly gay. I okay. Can I just admit something? Can I admit something? When I first read this, I literally thought like, "There's got to how many people out there a accidentally like set up their Tinder in the wrong way, and they and and they didn't really (laughs) they didn't really check Tinder, and then all of a sudden they go to like Egypt or something, and they get this notification being like, you could be killed, and it's like, (laughs) I mean, it is the beginning of a very funny, silly uh, rom com that will never air on, on. on Netflix. Very funny, I remember, very silly rom-com. I remember on Tinder, there were times that sometimes, even though my interest was set to men, it would show women sometimes. Oh, mine does that. Yeah. Still. I do think this is great, though. I think this is... This yeah, this, is, I mean, this, this seems like a smart, reasonable... Yeah. For a company that... Um, I mean, this is like a smart, I think, decision for a company that is trying to be inclusive to uh, all different types of people who use dating apps. Right. Which, mm. you know, like... I don't think Match.com is necessarily doing these things. Or I don't, does anyone use Match.com? I don't think so. But I, I know, like, you know, there's lots of different, there's all kinds of different dating apps now. And a lot of times they're very niche communities that they're focusing on. J-Date, Grindr, et cetera. Yeah. It's like niche communities. It is wild. I mean, the idea, it's not just the fact that these countries are dangerous. Uh, in these countries, p- police have actually used dating apps to entrap yeah. Yeah. LGBT users. Which is crazy. Uh, many gay men in Egypt have been caught by police posing as users on the app. That's terrifying. No, it's it's terrifying. So, I, I mean, mean, it's not. It's all over we the know, world. I mean, we also yeah. know it's like we, uh, people. We, Gays just know or find out for the most part, like, stay out of Jamaica, stay out of Egypt, don't go near Chechnya, you know? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it becomes common knowledge. Well, this but... bitch got her pussy in Chechnya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My fanny. Got her Chechnya in Chechnya. <laughs> but no, but it... it's it's a real thing, and it's really responsible, I think, of Tinder to take yeah, a very I mean, yeah. active I believe approach. it came after, because in Poland, that's what police are doing right now to uh, lure LGBT activists. They, they're... You know, entrapping them. Right. It happens in Russia, in China, famously. China, Iran. China, a Chinese company, gaming company. Um, well, in Iran, it's yeah, I don't know. So it's different because it, they it, the apps aren't able to be used. Right. Excuse um, me, Iran. But in but in Iran, it is legal to, and a lot of this is it's Ellen. It's Iran. It's, Iran. It's shocking what's happening, but because it is illegal to be gay, but it is not illegal to be trans. Because um, the person, a trans person, went to the Ayatollah years ago and ex- and ex- and literally gave a lesson on why it in the Quran it is okay <laughs> to be uh, trans. That many gay men are having sexual reassignment surgeries in order to be with the men that they love. Oh, um, which wow. is and they aren't trans. How but have they not heard about that? There's That's... all there's all kinds of documentaries. So wait, so on so. Uh, uh... 
They're having politically bottom speaking, surgery? Iran is open minded to. It's not open minded. Take yeah. that back, because it's well, it's uh it's. I'm asking. It's not open minded. It's it's uh it's something. So it's something that basically was convinced that you know being trans and being born into the wrong body uh-huh. um, and I'm I don't know the whole religious right, connotation right, that went right. into it but a, it was made to the case to the ayatollah that I think the name is the ayatollah the ayatollah that it is okay to be trans so that sure. it was made okay and because of that now because gay rights and gay people queer people in general are so persecuted in the country because it is a, it is illegal to be gay and to be with a member of the right. same sex people are going to great lengths to then be with the yeah. gender that they love yeah. and giving up their gender because of it. And, um, and, and and on this issue, at least, in China, a Chinese gaming company bought Grindr years ago. Right. Um, with, Nintendo. I think, like two years ago. Not Nintendo. <laughs> you know. um, <laughs> and because in China, even, a lot of people use Grindr to connect and just communicate with other gay people. Uh, and it's it's... It's a vital service that mm-hmm. that they use, not just for hookups like we use it, but well, for communication. Communication. Other, you'll recall after after a Chinese company bought Grinder, it was investigated by I believe it was the FBI because there was concerns that it was done for political purposes. I'm sure oh, that it that that's it interesting. That, uh, that it was done for like what what access can this company have to literally millions of people's mm-hmm. personal pictures and could it be a way to compromise that was the politicians FB- we investigated i know that? i know that wow. i forget some investigative arm of the united of the federal government investigated whether yeah was, did they uh, catch you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they yeah they yeah they no but gay gay dating and communication internationally is a really interesting issue because so many places i mean i remember even just being in israel like in jerusalem and you know in it's not legal to be gay in palestine and like communicating with with queer people through these apps who were just a few miles away but couldn't come into israel because of the mm-hmm. issue there the problem there and uh it is really, really fascinating that the links people go, queer people will go just to connect with other queer people. Mm-hmm. And here we have these trivial problems of butthole pictures and like yeah. Instagram thoughts and like all yeah. these shit when in like, you know, Iran, China, people just want to communicate with another find queer somebody. person. Just yeah. find somebody, yeah. anybody, yeah. just it's to wild. talk. Yeah, it's wild. And it's... Uh, yeah, it was yeah. interesting uh, while reading this. I was, you know, it's it's one of these things I've kind of taken for granted that within the last, you know, 25 years, going to a gay pride event in mm-hmm. the United States has largely not been particularly controversial. No. Um, which it's is almost say become that cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, it, but you know, th- I, I, it made me wonder because I looked up some of the gay pride uh, events that have happened in Eastern Europe, Poland, uh and I just what it would be like to go somewhere where you are fairly certain that you'll be attacked. Yeah, and it's just in, I think it's important. I, sorry. No, I, no, I, I think it. it's important. I mean, I, I try to I think it's important and, and I try to do this. But for even for our listeners, it's like even though we parse out some really, you know, we split hairs about like specific, yeah. really specific Anthony niche stuff yeah. on this podcast. It's like we are so fucking lucky to live so in a country lucky. where mm-hmm. we can do the things that we do, live you the way that we live. You can your booty hole out. Do the things that you do, Elliot. We don't need to get more <laughs> You're unhinged. I mean, but it's, nice, it's nice to take a moment every now and then to remember and realize that 
we largely get to live in a way that is really not afforded to people elsewhere. We're really privileged. But really, and like hats off to Tinder for, 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 you know, installing this new feature that I think will probably protect a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, or at least at the very least will hopefully make people aware of their surroundings. Thank you, Tinder. Thank you, Tinder. (laughs) Swipe right. Not even joking. Andrew T uh, is with us. Andrew is a, I could say a foodie. You're a foodie. Oh, good lord! I mean, I'm sorry. Maybe it's not 2013, but <laughs> right. yikes! But you are you are adept at at least at when we go to dim sum, you know what to order. I overordered last time. Oh, did By you a ever? Lot significantly. Yes, that was a lot. I think you guys are um, cowed because the. Other nominal Chinese person there's Chinese is so bad that I kind of get to run the table. <laughs> who? Yeah. Who? Anne? Wow. We're, yeah, we're throwing them out there. Just Anne. <laughs> Anne Blink. Sorry, Anne Blink. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I get to do whatever the fuck I want. The only thing I won't really won't eat are the chicken feet. Yeah. Oh. You Did you try a little bit of the tripe last time? I actually time? would like to try chicken feet. I don't. I don't. Come. I, We'll all we'll all go get the get the it's very cheap brand. It's very cheap. There, yeah. It is wildly Super cheap. It's so it it's cheap? so like I, I am, I'm not a foodie at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just I've never been. I I get really angry when I have to pay a lot for food when it doesn't yeah. taste really great. Well, dim sum is it's cheap. It tastes really good. and It's cheap. Really yeah, cheap. I like that. I, so. I do like that. But I but I've never been one to like freak out on food. Like to yeah. me, it's like it's outback. You get bread. You get yeah. chicken. I'm good to I go. Mean, we're on the same page about that. Yeah. Outback is literally the best chain. But you there like is. you just straight up like Outback. I love Outback. Well, we love chains in general, you and I. I do. I like I like Chili's and Outback. Yeah. Uh, I think they're and all fast food. Brent, let me let me throw a hometown question at you. Andrew is also from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh the Ponderosa on Packard. <laughs> I never, oh. I never went to Ponderosa. That my family think, went to Ponderosa. I, you know, that I think is blue. my favorite. Was my favorite restaurant until I was like twelve. As it should have been. Yeah. Out of the blue, That's recently. Soft serve at Ponderosa. I, yeah. I was like, I want to try Sizzler. Because mm, it's even Yuck. cheaper than Outback. So I was like, I'm gonna go to Sizzler. <laughs> oh, how's a Sizzler? And it was. It was Terrible. It looks disgusting. Yeah. yeah. I performed I at a Sizzler a here on La Brea bar. years ago. They had a comedy <laughs> show at the Sizzler and I performed what? on it. Oh, yeah. good lord. They paid Jesus. you an ice cream. Oh, How much I ice cream, though? Endless. Uh, yeah, as much as yeah. you can carry. Yeah. Which I, I took part of. Yeah. Yes, you Andrew should. T., you yeah. are the co-host of... <laughs> no, we're going to talk about Sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't... I, okay, if we're going to talk about food for oh, a moment. Uh, as a Jewish New Yorker, mm-hmm. I... I was not raised on chains. chains. Yeah, I just, yeah. Uh, it was. Really I wasn't just, either, by the way. I you was. Aren't? I was no. for sure. Sizzler. I just. I can't imagine even what that. Lo- what the food looks like. Uh, Sizzler is pretty grim. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not. It's Grizzle like your standard. Steak. It's like a ponder. It's like a lower ponderosa. What's you ponderosa? Uh, it's like oh. a lower outback. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. can tell Sizzler's bad because in the advertising, the steak is clearly well done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. it's like yeah. they don't even pretend don't that it's you. anything yeah. other than fully. Well, Brent laughs at me because I like my steak through. like a piece of rubber. It's, yeah. Which is, which is actually appalling. Yeah, I mean, I, really I've long. gone to medium medium well, but I like it. Really? I, yeah. I don't, oh. I don't like it bloody or, or. Oh, I love it bloody. It's more, What's it's flavorful. Point? Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's I'm bitch Donald Trump over sometimes there. Mm-hmm. That's I'm, what we say about you. <laughs> sometimes I'm stuck with the existential crisis that just kind of flashes in the moment where I'm like, yeah. I'm eating yeah. 
an animal, like right. a, yeah. like a monster. <laughs> it puts yeah. it. And they tripe well. order bone marrow at a oh, restaurant. But you then. said tripe is the in, inner intestines. One of the intestines. Yeah, yeah I don't remember I which. Do you, yeah, I was gonna ask. Did you did you do the no. tripe either? No. The tribe is pretty fucking good, I will say. But so the reason I don't consider myself a f- foodie is I don't. I think I I only like like Chinese food. Oh, not like oh. only, but I. Oh. You know the it, it it happens that people think I know a lot about food that's in what general. I think, that's what I assume. But I really only know a lot about one type of food. Okay, that is probably about as much as most Wait. people know about the type of so food I, they yeah, ate yeah, a lot. Yeah. I feel like there's two different types of. Chinese food that I mm. think many listeners probably mm-hmm. are in the same boat as me yep. is that there's the Americanized Chinese food restaurants yeah. where yeah, you yeah. get the orange sweet chicken and, and the sweet chicken. and sour mm-hmm. and all this right, stuff. Right. And then there's the authentic Chinese um, restaurant. Oh, how dare you? I mean, am I wrong? Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. That's yeah, very true. Yeah. Uh, I think that's about right. Although I think uh, a lot of... Uh, so this is, this is the type of person Elliot's talking about, like the foodie type person... Um, puts a lot of emphasis on the idea of authenticity yeah. where that also isn't really real. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, we're still in fucking America. And I the other shit was made by... You know, I, yeah, exactly. I couldn't agree more with that, where it's like, let's... I, 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 when people start getting really touchy about food and where, you know, is it too Americanized? It's like, why don't you just, if you like it, Fucking order it and mm-hmm. eat it. Put it in your disgusting face and eat yeah. it. Like yeah. I, I don't know. I put hate, it in I your hate, disgusting like, face. Put it, yeah, and eat just, it. You know, <laughs> put it in your mouth. Dot I don't know. Com. Like I just find like when people start like having these debates and parsing whether yeah you know who's taken what and what's authentic yeah. and what's genuine. It's like I don't. Would know. Would you consider yourself an adventurous eater? Well, so that's the other thing, right? It's like uh, I don't I don't really like thinking about that either because or think, t- describing myself in that way because let's get off eating in a minute. But yeah, I'm <laughs> no, so okay. sorry. Yeah, we we're, we're down this thing. No, it's but... interesting because we're talking about you know <laughs> I'm gonna get to culture. I'm gonna get to culture and race right. Yeah, now yeah. we're in it. <laughs> Which is, for instance, like uh, people love food. Yeah, well, like it. like yeah, tripe, no, for instance, right? Yes. Um, is that adventurous to to like tripe or, or like other you know chicken it would food? It seem or adventurous food. to me. So yeah. So, but I think that has a lot to do with like a cultural norm of disgust. Mm-hmm. That's you know your own lens. Yeah. yeah. And I think to a lot of other people, that's why I really get bothered when like it's like, oh, this is disgusting. Oh, this is gross. Because it like especially with Asian food starts to put that value judgment on it. Right. That you know then spins out from like you know. Asian people are dirty or, or things like that. And, and so th- those are sort of, you know, there's nothing wrong with thinking of those things in those terms, but I, I well, there is something wrong with it, but it's not like an indictment on your sure, soul yeah, or whatever. Yeah, right, right. Um, <laughs> and, and I would just offer another way of looking at it, which is like, I don't know, none of it's adventurous. Like if you're a kid, I, you know, uh, uh, pho, right, in Los Angeles, I think a lot of a lot of people grow up eating it. There's like, there can be like rare meat in it. There can be like yep. innards and whatnot. And if you're a little fucking Vietnamese kid, tendon wouldn't seem weird to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I can't think of what would say. You know, a lot of shit here should seem weird yeah, yeah. to exactly. us. Burgers? A cheesecake? Like, think about yeah. a cheesecake for yeah. a minute. And you're like, yeah. yeah. Chicken wings. They aren't yeah. that small. Yeah. By the way, I've said <laughs> yeah. that for years. Is it baby chickens? I don't know what it is. But I the, can't. They're not no little, one knows. I mean, they have, mm. to, they have to be fully adult, sort of, to be ate like but that, I, don't you think? I, they wouldn't have enough fat on them. I couldn't agree more. I've said this for years, and I've even Googled it. 
And maybe it's like there's like a very unique type of chicken they breed. I forget. But like I've always wondered, am I eating a baby chicken when I'm eating chicken? I don't chicken think wings? you're eating a baby chicken. So. I, I mean, I assume not. not. I've also been on the on the, the receiving end of feeling uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah. feeling othered a, feeling othered through food. In yeah. A, in, you know, growing up eating. Uh, like a filter fish yeah. on Passover, yeah. I always just ate it because we ate it. Yeah. And then I remember bringing a friend who was particularly bitchy to a Passover <laughs> seder. He was the kid, the guy was with gonna the pinky say, ring. Me? Yeah. No, no, no. Mm. guy with the pinky ring. Remember? Yeah. Um, and he, uh, he was like, he was literally to me was like, ew, I'm not eating that. And I was like, why? My my grandma made it's fish. And he was like. No, it's like a hot dog version of fish. And I was like, mm-hmm. what are you? And I yeah. never stopped. I'm an adult. I'm at that point in college. But I never stopped to think about how this food that we eat every year without question is mm-hmm. actually like a mashup of different types of fish. Yeah. Like it's, it is actually uh, a is hot it? dog kind of fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I, also great. Yeah, I, I, that's actually I just gave, I gave up. My grandma really? was yeah. good, but he put that seed in my head oh. and it stayed. Oh. And my grandma was slightly offended. So I would start to kind of. Cut it up and put horseradish on it to make it look like I had some. I use I use a lot of horseradish. Exactly. Passover, yeah. But I mean, but, with know. that being said, like I've I've, <laughs> I've I've just you know remember at certain points growing up, people making comments of some kind about matzo or mm-hmm. you know yeah. Passover yeah. being be, you treated yeah. like a like a monster yeah. for, yeah. for I all that. Associated with like. In terms of adventurous food, yeah, or yeah. like cultural food. Sorry, and yeah, not to snap at you over that. Oh, I, I don't mind. Like, yeah, you're yeah, fine. Yeah. Don't worry. Everyone always gets angry at Alan. It's yeah, fine. <laughs> I'm the one people get angry at. Um, uh, no, I I always had because I grew up really poor and we couldn't afford. Mm. Like to us, like you know, <laughs> certain restaurants that weren't chains didn't offer the coupons, mm-hmm. and we couldn't afford to go to them. And it was usually right. food that wasn't. You know your standard fa- American yeah. fare, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so to, I think as a kid there was this implication that I had that anything that wasn't sort of like meat and potatoes mm-hmm. was foreign, yeah. not foreign in a, like a cultural way, but foreign yeah. to like what I knew, mm-hmm. and thus unobtainable because we couldn't afford it. Yeah, and if yeah. anyone ate it or suggested that we ate it, we knew that we weren't in that class. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I think a lot of Americans yeah have oh, that absolutely. experience. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Poor people of the globe, yeah, fucking unite! If you yeah. eat spam, you should eat chicken yeah. feet. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, At a certain point, it's all the same. Yeah, yeah. it's all weird. It's, it's also, all really good. I, I've always, I've always said, uh, I'm a big one on this. I wish they would, because you know, the cheapest way to get protein is via bugs. Oh yeah, right. It's like the most sustainable way to do it. And yet, I feel, <laughs> I feel like every time uh, I see a product, it it that has like you know it's and always protein and protein yeah they always advertise the fuck out of it yeah or they or it's like they this you know obviously the, this is kind of a tangent but like there's those candies where there's like bugs in yeah. them it's like why don't you just grind it up uh you know uh Put a little sugar in Put it. Put a little sugar no, in they're it. They're making process, it now. Yeah. And process bug, bug, bug protein to make it delicious. That's and supposed I'll to be the future. The yeah. Fuck out of all of it. Is Literally. this a deleted scene from Snowpiercer, or <laughs> this is the part where they're pitching the Snowpiercer? It's also environmentally better, right? Like them producing yes. all the yeah. cows and like, stuff. By, yeah. Like a factor of fifty. Bug yeah. protein is allegedly yeah. the future. So, and I'm yeah. on board. Yeah. I'll eat yeah. them. Yeah. Just grind it up. Don't yeah. show me like the fucking. 
Don't give me like yeah, ant like dried grasshopper or some shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, like you're at the nature company, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, Andrew, sorry, we're we're, no, yeah, we're yeah. veering around here, but I mean, yes. I guess it is you know uh, uh, on subject in some way with your podcast. Mm-hmm. Yo, is this racist? Mm-hmm. This racist is a podcast that's been around like for nine, nine years. years. That's a long time. Is that actually true? Yes, two thousand. Oh, you started in two thousand eleven. Oh, that's eight years. Oh, I'm so old. Eight years, <laughs> and also the the show has gone through sort of different iterations. Yes, yes. Why don't you explain a little bit about how how it's the oh, iterations the show has gone through, but really it's a reflection of you as a person. That's nice of you to say. Uh, many of well, they are very much a reflection of me as a person in that they are uh, largely very lazy, reactive decisions. <laughs> that I just sort of let happen to me, sure. and they're mostly turned out fine. Yes. Um, gosh, I didn't realize it was that long ago. Um, it basically started because I started a blog called Yo Is This Racist, on Tumblr. which was on Tumblr. Yeah, it was a very, very straightforward uh, concept, which mm-hmm. is people write in, and I'm like, yeah, that's racist. <laughs> Fucking <Right>. maniacs. <laughs> uh, or no, was there ever a no? <laughs> yeah. There was rarely any point to a no. Like, yeah, why yeah. publish it? Right. It's yeah. like, yeah, there's no point. My yeah, favorite I, was somebody wrote something like, is chicken, masa- is chicken masala racist and you were like yes I mean it was more funny it was more complex than that but it, it was like yes bro yeah yes. um yeah but I mean that's always been the bit right it's like if you're asking a fucking stranger on the internet I'm gonna find a way to make it racist yeah. and that's easy because the bedrock of our society blah 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 super racist um <laughs> so you, I mean that's the thing you can always go back to first principles if you're at a you know at a loss in any way um and then uh so yeah I guess eight nine years ago uh earwolf uh at the time was actually looking to expand beyond comedy they didn't you know not that i'm it wasn't comedy but it wasn't like you know just an improv show yeah Yeah, this was heavy (laughs) yeah but still had its moments of fun yeah um, Brett, you were definitely, you were an early guest in the I first was, or second I year, I probably, I signed I think. the wall. I think oh you had yeah. an entire wall to go to my signature. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I assume yeah. it's still there. Uh, yeah! <laughs> right. Yeah, it's right. in Paul F. Tompkins' house now, but yeah, it's, it right, still right, exists, right. technically. Um... Yeah, and then, so that went on for a little while, and the idea, the, the main conceit was that it was a very short, like... I mean, fuck, we can basically have this conversation in 10 minutes every day. Right. So it was like little 10-minute episodes, five of them a week, every weekday. And then at some point, uh, we went to an hour-long format, and then once a week. And then more importantly, uh, in the last like year and a half, maybe two years now, I uh, got a co-host, Tani Newsom, Tani who Newsom. is mm. fucking great. She's fantastic. Um, she should. Uh, I was uh, supposed to get her on today, and uh, for scheduling reasons that are too difficult to talk about, she's not able to be here. <laughs> How did you meet me? Uh, through the podcast, actually, oh, they they booked her. Um, I think when um, a show she was on called with Jillian Dollar Properties uh, was on the CISO. net mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. first streaming, and then um, so she was a guest on uh, with Drew Tarver, who's mm-hmm. also very funny. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. So she was a guest like 
I was a guest. <laughs> yes. But you hired her? Oh, God. instead of <laughs> me. Technically, yes. I would yes, love for I, you yeah. to be a host of Yo, Is This Racist? <laughs> Constantly playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just Brent, you're on a pretty cool podcast now. I am on a great <laughs> podcast, my own. Uh, it's called mm. Completely Obsessed. <laughs> 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 bringing it back. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no. That's, that's kind of about yeah, it. Yeah, um, that, but yeah, yeah, that's the evolution. And that sort of was concurrent... I think Tawny joined right, like in the in the immediate aftermath of the, the 2016 election. Well, so election. Me, yeah. yeah. So let me ask you this. Got, let me ask you this. Nuts. Yeah. So it, uh, I've done the podcast. It's great. Mm-hmm. You're obviously a really funny, great guy. It's nice of you to say. Uh, but it's also interesting because I wonder. I think since you've been doing the podcast for for so long, and I think <laughs> our culture, which is what, what we talked about all the time, has become significantly more sensitive over time. Mm. Have you found that you have almost, uh, have you found that your opinions have shifted more towards the center or towards the left when it comes to sort of uh, flagging uh, things that might be racist? In cancel culture, like as things have evolved. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, you know, of course have always been... um, you know, so above all of that that it's just <laughs> yeah, uh, true. It's no, true. I mean, I'm I am largely here's here's what I will say um, to the extent that there is a defensive cancel culture, which I kind of you know actually purely I I don't need to hedge this, um, which is that like I think any amount that your one is pissed off at this like you know knee jerk reaction type uh, thing. Um, largely, in my opinion, is kind of, you know, angry at the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, people yeah. overreact, of course, but they're not wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's the thing that it, I, I find, you know, the hardest. It's like, yeah, guess what? Sure. Maybe, you know, people shouldn't maybe lose entire careers sometimes for some of the things they say. Mm-hmm. But the reason there's so much enthusiasm for it is because there's such like a, you know, well of injustice on the other side of the scale that like anytime people feel like they have a win, they pile on. And yeah. mm-hmm. is it unfair? It's a little unfair to some of those individuals who are, you know, cancelable but you know again they don't deserve to die probably blah 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 <laughs> right, right, probably right. you know some of them do but you know what i mean like like yes the the response is disproportionate but like if you're mad that um you know i mean the example that's in that fucking um publicly shamed book which i hate uh is the, is the woman who like tweeted like an insensitive thing oh, about yeah, like the you know, thing. find to africa yeah. hope i don't get aids and when she landed, she was fired. Yeah. Um, so it, this this tweet, she tweets this thing. She has like a hundred followers. Someone sees it. It literally blew up while she was on the plane. Yeah. So she people worked for in someone real big. time. Well, she was a PR person. Yeah. So it is a little like weird. Uh, Maybe relate I, I, to I'm the not, public. I'm not going yeah. to defend. I'm not going to defend the tweet. But people yeah. are. They have this bloodlust in real time. They're watching that she's on this what this twelve hour flight or yeah. something. They're excited that she's going to land and find out that she's going to get fired. She got fired it. by the time she landed, and I. It's funny, yeah. Someone was talking about that book recently too, and how yeah. like her life afterwards has been, you know, marred with streaks of depression yeah. and suicide suicidal tendencies, and it's like. Again, I offer no defense of that tweet, but do we win that this woman 
is suicidal. I, I don't know. Well, I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't think yeah. that's the and, way and so, we want. But but it's like yeah, and, and that's correct, right? She probably honestly did deserve to be fired. Maybe yeah. didn't deserve the amount of ridicule, but truly whatever. Like I think we can all agree she got more than she deserved. Sure, mm-hmm. whatever you think she did deserve. Right. right. Um, however, the reason there is such an appetite for seeing someone get fired for their racism is because of racism. Yeah. Like if if we weren't in a if we didn't live in a if we lived in a society where there wasn't bigotry like that, systemic bigotry, people being held down, generational violence, right. da da da. You know, there isn't the subsequent like overcompensation on the other side. And it, even that is like a, again, she ain't dead. No. You know? Like, well, yeah, but part of me also, I mean, on with what you were saying, like, my name is Brent Allen. Say my name. Brent. Um, <laughs> but another part of me thinks that, like, this cancel culture in general, whether it be racism, sexism, you know, whatever, yeah. the homophobia, whatever the issue is the person's getting canceled for. Scatphobia. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, sure. They likely deserve to be fired from the job for mm-hmm. whatever they did or anything. But yet... There's this sort of vindictive um, direction that it goes down that then more so builds up a that nothing has been learned on either side because it creates this immediate sort of like it continues to perpetuate, I think, the sense of you're there, I'm here and there's no conversation because we canceled this Mm -hmm. person and these people are angry she was canceled and these people are happy she was canceled, but no one's meeting in the middle. Yeah. And I think and there's a lot of that. And I think that is sort of at the heart of kind of what you were saying that like, sure, this person deserved to be fired from her job and she's fine she's alive and stuff but she yeah. was depressed she was suicidal she couldn't get a job sure. she everyone deserves the right to survive in some capacity in mm-hmm. a, in this country at least yeah. hopefully and and yet she struggled and it's just like what was really won like what message was won you know uh, i mean i i think personally that the the value of something like that right is that it is a community mm-hmm. showing outlier, hopefully outlier members of the community that things like racism are not accepted in this community. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, look, I again, I know that I, I can't stress enough that I, I do acknowledge that it is like and it, it, the, the response is too much. But I don't I think actually like our years of pretending like there's politeness and dignity in people's bigotry, mm-hmm. which is just a different time or whatever, mm-hmm. oh, they don't mean it, a good heart. I think that has largely gotten us to where we are today. Yeah. Um, that like, you know, even fucking today, today in these times, not today, oh, the calendar okay. day. <laughs> I was like, oh, what Sorry. happened today? It, I don't know. But, but there's still well, people. Trump did say something crazy. Still, well, yes, but yeah. but that could be any day. Yeah. Um, but there there's still people that are like, well, at long last, you know, will decent Republicans stand up? And like, I just will do a little bit. I've been doing a little bit of like calendar uh, and history math. If you're younger than 65, you have never had the chance to vote for a Republican and not be voting with the racists. Mm -hmm. That's just a fact, Mm -hmm. you know, and the bigots and whatever. And yes, it was hazy around then. And yes, Democrats are not perfect, blah, 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 blah. But like, 
our country has been really invested in a long for a long time in like pretending this shit is okay or like boys will be boys or like there's just a difference of opinion and i just am wholly of the uh, you know i those people don't respect my dignity or the dignity of anyone in this room and I personally am past like respecting their dignity. I just don't think they have yeah, any. It's just weird now, though, that we're at a, I don't know. I mean, it feels like we're at a place where we, Brandon and I always do this voice of the basically, it's like the armchair activist online yeah. who says, actually, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. actually, actually, but if, yeah. but I don't, what, what I have trouble understanding is the idea of like Trump and that sort of voice, this like grotesque, uh, uh, racist dog whistle it's 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 slimy it's real it's right there it's right in front of us and then on the our side everybody wants actually and they want to pick apart every argument want to parse every but i don't understand how i don't understand how there's a a, how those two things can reckon can live in the same space Mm. how a debate can be had when one side is this monster just screaming or at least at the very the most subtle using dog whistle terms to mm-hmm. you know evoke racism about like say today baltimore and then on our side it actually everybody wants to you know catch you catch you gotcha 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 yeah. for like mm. the the minor stuff that ultimately it it, it matters but like we're trying to fry a much bigger fish yeah. i don't yeah. understand i don't understand how we live in that space or how we reconcile that Andrew, um, how do we reconcile that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me, I think it's like there's a little bit of like, it's always been about shit talking. Like hippies, Black Panthers, suffragettes, like all that shit. A lot of it was fucking sitting around in rooms in a fucking echo chamber with people you agree with and talking to yourself to, you know, do these things, you know, motivate yourself for a long maybe generational fight that you may never see the end of and never Mm -hmm. see a benefit from Mm -hmm. um to parse out sort of your strategy and to like like you know this is fucking dark but these are the types of thoughts i have a lot these days which is like we are like voting marching activism of any kind is what we do instead of picking up a gun or instead of organizing, you know, violence, because that's, yeah. And, 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 but the fact, the reason those things have power, it's, and not even a militia, you know, I shouldn't even frame it in terms of violence because what it is, is it's like organizing the people around you who agree with you, who care about you. And on some level you're saying, you know, however abstractly like i will basically die for this right you know i'm willing to die for this whatever that means to any given person i think i think that's that's the concern i have with not just an anti-trump movement it's any anything i care about is that i feel like we live in this era of no strategy that everyone has a voice uh and and everyone has a voice online but also not not only do we all have a voice but we we want our voice to be heard, and so to be heard, mm-hmm. you have to you have to take a slightly different angle than someone else. Sometimes, not always, but like that's that's how that's how you kind of work your way through the noise on Facebook and Instagram. Mm. And I think my concern 
about whatever movement it is, is that there aren't people, I mean, there are, of course, somewhere, but like the majority of the conversations are being had in these social media public spheres. It's just people yelling at like-minded people, uh, yes, but parsing it's... issues and, you know, parsing fine details and, and larger issues that we all agree about. And so I worry about directionless uh, but like, don't you feel like those movements. spaces still kind of coalesce into some kind of organization? You know, they're still the people that get listened to the most, and then they kind of have convert. You know, it it I it hasn't come to this, and it will be messy, and there will be fuck ups if and when it does. God forbid, I guess. Like, but you know, the, these like conversations are the building blocks of revolution organization yeah. of any kind and it's just a lot more conversations i mean i i guess it's like i i think to me the yes everyone thinks they're a leader on twitter but no they don't you know what i mean yeah. like they do kind of but <laughs> but i also when it really hits the fan i just think like there'll be a little bit of structure there that wasn't there before and a little bit of trust and a little bit of like yeah, it, it sounds fucked up to say this, and like, but like, the next revolution is gonna have phrases like, oh, "I met you on Twitter. You're one of the good ones." Yeah, you know, right. like, yeah. and guess what? I guess that's how it goes down. But I also, I mean, I I, I agree with what you're saying, but I also think it kind of contradicts, you know, a little bit in that it's impossible to have that larger conversation if we're all supposed to stay within our lanes, if you will, be like, polite, be polite, and stay within organized groups and be with the like-minded kinds of whatever your issue is, LGBT, race, or African-American community, Asian-American community, whatever, mm -hmm. women, et cetera. And if we, if we keep having these 70 different conversations with whatever marginalized group you belong to, there's no one coalesced conversation to then unite mm. and take down Trump. Well, that's why when I think of, the, I think of two things. I think of a protest, the, women, <laughs> the Women's March, for example, where, Brent, to your point, everybody's got, I mean, it's simple, but it's like everybody's got a sign. Everybody's got some mm -hmm. clever thing that but even lets that them dismantled because of conversations with totally. the whole pinkwashing. But, but what I'm saying is Israel's that protest exists and then gets dismantled versus a literal fucking rally. Yeah. And the only other the only yeah. time I've heard rally is when we're talking about racing cars and the KKK. Yeah. And Trump. Trump rallies. No, yeah. That's, yeah. What, I, rally. that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. We're talking yeah. about. On our side, it's like a protest that yeah. gets dismantled because of Israel and parsing in and fighting. this one and that yeah. one, infighting. Mm -hmm. And on the other side, it's a rally where there's no nuance. It's just screaming. And so that's where I'm like, how does this coalesce? How mm. how does yeah. this turn into a conversation? Yeah. I, yeah, I guess I would just say personally, I don't think we're at the point where it needs to. I mean, maybe it, it, it may. Uh, yes, anything could be more organized, of course, and it could be better run. But uh, there, there's also a point where it's like, this is about gathering, you know, your community, and I think that's okay. And I think th the thing that the internet does well is that it makes the idea of quote unquote your community broad, or mm -hmm. sorry, not broad, but varied. Like you know, there's you know, there's anything from Fucking look, podcasts and UCB are communities, but also like fucking LGBTQ, Asian people, whatever. Like, and and things matter in different ways. But like, I I just I I think. Well, 
it doesn't matter whether it's good or bad because it's here. So it's it's yeah. unavoidable. So I think maybe that's it. It's like, yes, of course, there's a bunch of bad shit. A bunch of people are like, you know, being radicalized in all kinds of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really only one extra bad, clearly bad way. But yes, people are being radicalized in all kinds of ways. Um, but that's done. That's happening. So like let's lean into the good shit, which is like, you know, we get to transmit ideas. And I frankly still kind of think like the net balance of transmitting shame is good. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds mildly cruel, but that's a thing, right? It's you balance like, you know, I agree with that. I agree with it too. I mean, I I think someone said, I forget who, but you know, it isn't, it it isn't, it wasn't (laughs) you. It, it isn't people of colors job to to solve racism, it's white people's job to solve racism. I said that, and that, mm-hmm. and that you probably did you know, at some point. People of color didn't create racism; white people yeah, yeah. did. Yeah. And and we white people need to have a com- conversation with each other and with non-white people to then own our own, even our own ignorance. That even as it grows sure. in time, you know, we've all every mm-hmm. white person has done something that is bigoted or racist in right. their lifetime. Yeah. Doesn't matter who you are, even if you are the most accepting. Not and Brent. I, not and, Brent. I think, and I think admitting <laughs> that See, starts the conversation. And I think, that's, I think that's my concern, is that when people do come forward and admit that, that sometimes becomes the check mark against them. Yeah, I see that. And, I th- and that's, that's a concern that I have, is that, yeah. like, is that we need to have that conversation. But they're afraid but again, of being canceled. There's so much yeah. parsing online that someone will say, "Actually, you've uh, actually," you... <laughs> and and then you know, and then all of a sudden, yeah, I... you just got fired. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I think genuinely like that that I think that that's a bit of like a slippery slope argument that I don't. I just don't think it's really like panned out mm-hmm. in that way. Like, what would that be? Like, you know, okay, a, a prime example is someone that we all know of, at least, like Sarah Silverman, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Said things that clearly not cool 10 years ago, less yeah. maybe. And I think she's done a really great job of being like, oh, I said all this shit. I don't know. I've learned. And yeah. like, she's not canceled. She's not like. Yeah, but she's also true. She's not canceled. But I, I'm thinking more like like the the woman who did that tweet. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she's canceled, and not. I don't know about her now. She probably has a fine job and kids, mm-hmm. and they're all very white. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I'm talking about like regular people who are like everyday people who are fired from their jobs for some. And that's, yeah, but yet I they know. also yeah. deserve it in some way too. So it's yeah. this weird like, like sure just, they deserve to be fired from that job, and if they own and acknowledge it, they also deserve the right to grow and succeed. In right. other jobs and other things that they do, if they actually grow, right? Mm-hmm. You if know, they have the chance to grow. If yeah. they if they're given the chance to grow, it's this weird. Yeah, it's, it's now I oh. sound like Marion Williamson. Let's all be empathetic. <laughs> and well, love. But, but, and, and here's here's why I guess I'm less than sympathetic is that like I still think they are a tiny amount of like collateral damage mm-hmm. compared to all of racism. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. True. And, and so it's just like it's it, it's so hard for me to really feel bad for those people because again, you know, racism kills yeah. like black kids all the time. So you're like, well, I don't know. I I'm just like, yes, it is disproportionate. However, 
the collateral damage in the other direction is monstrous. It's true. And yeah. and so yeah. you're like, I don't know. Well, yeah. you're going to solve it one day. On yes, thank you. Yes, you're thank solving you. racism. Andrew, thank you so much Andrew, for being here. God, thank you for letting me yeah. say all that We shit. love it. Thanks, <laughs> thanks so much. And listen to Yo! Is This Racist? Anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks. And another thing. So has anyone ever slid into y'all's DMs? Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. Yes. But, but have they? Have they? Has someone sort of like fa- saw you at a show or whatever and like found you on Instagram and DM'd you? Uh, yeah, I've 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 definitely had some dates via Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, I mean, like I met Michael off of Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's how we initially. Oh, that's right. I, I always forget that. Yeah, Who's Michael. Uh, oh, yeah, his, <laughs> yeah, just a stranger, strange Mexican at my apartment. Um, uh, no, I I do think, and I'm finding more and more people are not necessarily meeting people off of dating apps and Tinder yeah. and Grinder and stuff, but they're actually communicating, connecting yeah. from Instagram. So. Let me ask you this. Or Twitter, I guess. What? Mainly Instagram. This is, I, I guess, to, to Elliot. Yeah. Well, this is Elliot because you're, you know, in a thing or whatever relationship. <laughs> what keeps you from messaging someone? If you if you are, if you think someone is cute or you like their feed or something and you're like, I, I want to see if this you is do. like possible. You do message them, right? What would keep you from doing that? Or do you um, always, do you never hesitate to send a message? No, I mean, I, I guess I hesitate. But if I, if I think somebody's cute or charming i'll say hello i guess yeah um but i don't know what would keep me is maybe like mutual friendships or see my big one is i just i hate being ignored ignored well that 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 of course is is devastating (laughs) that's that's my answer that's devastating but the my trick for that is i always um i start a conversation that's normal Mm -hmm. and (laughs) not sexual or like interpersonal at all yeah and then i always bury the lead so like we go back and forth a little bit and then I'll continue that conversation about like horses or whatever. And then a bunch <laughs> of lines down, I'll say, hey, do you want to ever go on a date sometime? So I can trick them into reading it. <laughs> so at least I'll know that they're not interested as opposed to, you know, how sometimes like you send a message you're like, hey, we should you're so cute or we should get a beer sometime. And they just never read it. And you're like, I know he's ignoring it, but I still don't know he's ignoring it until yeah. it says red. Well, sometimes you can get the flags pretty quickly by like you know when they randomly like like a certain assortment of pictures the deep like the uh, nothing creeps me out more than (laughs) really oh it creeps me out why does it creep you out because it's such a um it's such a i i guess it's such a bold move to make to go like i liked 25 of your pictures in a row, but only the yeah. ones that are just of you. Yeah, it yeah, creeps, yeah. I don't know why. It creeps me See, out. Only I, the ones where you're showing off your booty hoe. Yeah. Yeah, it's my, right. the booty hoe <laughs> pictures. The booty hoe pictures. I don't think that's necessary. I mean, sure, 25 is a bit excessive, but like, if someone is new to your profile, it is essentially yeah. your online platform to show off yourself. Oh, I, I'm fine with and, a few, I guess, but when I get those that are like literally 25, like when, when they're yeah. that many, it just weirds me out because it's like, I get it. There's yeah, actually yeah. somebody... Um, not even a guy who I realize constantly follows and unfollows me so that I notice them. Oh, that happens yeah. so much. I block, I block it's my favorite shit. game on Instagram I when somebody 
follows me. I don't know who they are, but they we seem to have a lot of people in common, and I like some of their stuff, so I'll follow them back. And then sometimes, like if I'm scrolling through photos like a week or so later and I come across one of their photos, I go back to their profile to see if they're still following me, and they played that fucking game where they follow yeah. and then they immediately unfollow because they're expecting you not to go back and see if you they've unfollowed yeah. Yeah. just to increase their follower count. Yep. So then I unfollow. You know, what's weird is that we've gotten to a point where... <laughs> Like maybe a couple of years ago, that 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 what you just said would sound like silly or trite or or like you know yeah. nonsense. Yeah, it's that's real. It, yeah. I mean, it's it's a there's these I, these yeah. unspoken or or spoken of uh, um, uh, uh, interactions or mm. or manners that go on on Instagram now that are very real and 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 they're so and even if we don't talk about them out loud, they're tropes that I think a lot of people deal with. I yeah. think I assumed it was L.A. That was like an LA I thing. I think it's happening everywhere. everywhere. And, I, and, and it slowly dawned on me that I'm like, if really it's happening everywhere. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I think it's, there's many reasons, but one of the reasons why Instagram is getting rid of likes on, and they're testing it out in many different countries. And right. It's going to be in the US just to kind of maybe lessen the amount of obsession that people have over yeah. likes. I wonder on a if picture. Max Emerson's head will explode. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do. His body will explode like a watermelon. I uh, I do like my recent trend is that uh, I've been watching Jeopardy during dinner. And <laughs> maybe once every two weeks, there will be a contestant who's like shockingly hot. Okay. I saw one recently. And, and I will, I will. I will send them a message if possible. I remember usually saying great here's, job on the show. Here's, here's extraordinarily my, handsome. Here's my see that my thing is if it's a con, if I'm starting a conversation on Instagram I'm going to be forthright. I'm yeah. going to be charming, but I'm not going to say something that if somebody said it to me would would make me blanch. Like what? If somebody start I would make you blanch like you you would flush in the face, you mean? I would wince oh. cuz oh, sure. I'll get a lot uh, <laughs> Like what? I, I, to explain, Elliot has the morals of like the grandma from Downton Abbey. Yes, yes. He tells people to eat his fanny in bed. <laughs> no, he does. He Put says, your face he, in my booty hole. He said, no, he says, no, he he says eat my fanny. fanny. He doesn't like. He doesn't even use the word fart. He says I, I leave behind gas. I swear I, to God, these are all true. I release gas get, to the world, but right. I will get really graphic. Yeah. Uh, uh, very forward yeah. comments from from. Random guys, and it mm -hmm. it just always I, I don't know like I would maybe I do maybe I am a grandma on the inside, but I wouldn't want to lead you with are. something so forward. I I, yeah. I, I agree. I, I this is as someone who's I would say that I I'm the same way. Where if I'm messaging some random person out of the blue, I want to be respectful, but yeah. I'm also like I'm not here to chit -ch like I'm here right. to be like, hey, do you want to get a beer sometime? Well, I think within a... three or four exchanges. How did you and my, how did it start so with I you and Michael? Was it direct or was it? It was pretty direct. Yeah. Um, it was literally just a booty hoe pick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 70 pictures of my booty hoe. You were, you were going through um, your emo phase, so you probably already saw it on your feed. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, no, it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty direct. And then it, He's horrible at communication, yes, like, we like remember. text I remember communication. Yeah. So I could never figure out what he was meaning or saying or whatever. Um, and and then of course when we met in person it grew and whatever it yeah. was a thing. But it, yeah, it, what I, grew, Ellen? I, hello. I, I'm just kidding. I I do think like to what you were saying that yeah, Instagram is not a platform like Grinder to be direct and be like, show me a booty hole. Yeah, right. Like it's right. just not. But I also think, Elliot will show you his booty hole. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah, it. Right. Um, I do think that you could. Like, I do think that it could elevate to that kind of communication insofar as, like, if you establish this rapport with someone, 
there is a, I mean, there a lot of people are just communicating directly, sexually and not on Instagram. And that's their form of communication because it's a heightened form of yeah. texting. You can it's send like pictures, Instagram, you can it's boomerang. It's like Snapchat kind of. It's like of. a whole, yeah, it's a lot in one. And now with the close friends feature, you can, I mean, I have a lot of friends who are using close friend feature to like, Put what up more that? sexy pictures where you can choose a group of people that only can see your story, s- certain posts. Oh. That's when you see a green ring around yeah. the story. And it's you got to update. You got to update in the iTunes store. Uh, um, Brent has like the iPhone three. <laughs> 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 no, but yeah, I mean, and so there is a lot of it's creating this sort of atmosphere for even on the stories that you can like swipe up and put like a fire thing mm-hmm. when someone posts something sexy or something. It's almost becoming a dating profile. I think it is. I mean, and I. I I want, I'm curious if you guys when I remember in even in college I was I guess so young but still so uh, naive uh, still na- naive enough but also you know so um, you know life is dictated in a very heteronormative way that I was humiliated by the idea of meeting a guy on Friendster but it also felt yeah. like my only option because I was terrified of meeting guys through talking yeah (laughs) and i feel like it's so quickly ramped up to the idea of not of having no other option but meeting online i also think not only that and thank god i was thank god also it's it's i think it's i think it's kind of silly to uh to not use online dating there's nothing wrong if you don't but like why not have access to hunt totally thousands in it but back then it was exponentially more people but I mean, the one thing I'm picking up on now is like the propensity for people to date someone in another city, continent, state. Sure. Like I'm constantly seeing, in particular, gay guys who are like, "Oh, my boyfriend's in Chicago." Right. My boyfriend's in the Czech Republic. I don't get that. I'm always chatting with people. Brent in Europe. proposed to guys in Belarus. <laughs> <Right>. Y'all will <laughs> travel very far for dates, and I don't understand it. You did. No, I didn't. I did not. You guys, you keep bringing <laughs> Elliot, that up. Elliot will traverse the world to get his booty hoe. I did not. It just. I, My fanny. The only reason why I did it was because I was getting paid to be there. <laughs> yeah. That's bullshit. That's no, it bullshit. isn't. I was getting paid to be there and it just initially it, and it worked out really well. I never I never once traveled for him. But no. but you would have if you'd stayed to if 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 you had more time apart, you probably would have. That's I love. Know. I don't know. Admit it. I don't oh know if God. I would actually. <laughs> I don't love know. is love. It's Alan. expensive. <laughs> you know, I'm cheap. You are cheap. <laughs> I'm cheap. That we can agree on. Yes. What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on the podcast today? Ask your friend, is it racist to vote for Donald Trump again? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Aunt Joanne would say, why in the world would you want to go to Egypt? <laughs> <laughs> Alan, what about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would excitedly go, I love discreet wipes. I just do. I do. I love sanitary wipes. I love them so much, I don't even want them to be discreet. <laughs> she wants you to know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, Aunt Anne. She's a she's a riot. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I am Brent Sullivan. I am H. Allen Discreet. Scott. A podcast network.